Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, Kylie Jenner is going to be a mom again. Plus, we get to the bottom of all the latest celebrity romance headlines, including Lil Nas X's new beau. Meanwhile, Leslie Jordan gets candid about religion, and we take a trip to a home for LGBTQ youth in Salt Lake City. It's August 20th. Hello, you're listening to People Every Day. I'm Adam Carlson, filling in for Janine Rubenstein while she wraps up her West Coast move. It's a Friday, but that doesn't mean it's been slow heading into the weekend, so buckle up. First up, Stormy is getting a sibling. Kylie Jenner is pregnant, expecting her second baby with rapper Travis Scott, multiple sources tell People. And there might be more on the way. Kylie said in 2020 that she was for sure going to have four kids, but didn't have a timeline for this. So congrats to the growing family. Elsewhere in Hollywood, Jeopardy's new host is no more. Mike Richards, the executive producer of the Fame Game Show, who had surprised many when he was named to succeed the late Alex Trebek, well, he's stepping down days after he got the job. This comes in the wake of resurfaced comments he made years ago disparaging women. Richards apologized and said that there will be guest hosts returning until his replacement is found, and his already taped episodes will air. Last is a headline that is all over my timeline. Britney Spears is being investigated by the Ventura County Sheriff's Department for an alleged misdemeanor battery incident. An insider close to Spears, however, told people that she didn't hit anyone. The housekeeper was holding her phone, and Britney tried to knock it out of her hands, says this insider, as TMZ reported there was a dispute about Spears' dog. The pop star, of course, is still in the middle of her legal battle over the future of the conservatorship that her father has overseen for more than a decade. And now, on a much lighter note, let's talk all things celebrity romance. Joining me is my colleague, Nigel Smith, the man who gets paid to keep track of all of this, sorting fact from fiction. Hi, Nigel. Happy Friday. I love that job description. (laughs) It's official. I think I took it from your business card. Um, Thank you so much for for hopping on. Now, I... um, I'm just catching up on a whirlwind of new headlines about what we're learning with some new romances, some possible new romances. I'm pretty clueless about this, so I'm just going to have you walk me through it all, starting off with Lil Nas X. Um, Apparently, he's talking about an effortless new bond he has. What do we know? Yeah, so this one's interesting because according to the interviews that he's done for um, Variety and a number of other places, he's been dating a guy for just around two weeks. And he's already talking about the state of their relationship. So I know the guy's young, but speaking from experience, I am I, a little like wary of him, you know, revealing so much so soon. He might freak this guy out a little bit. Um, but he disclosed that he met the, the, this, this guy that he's dating around the time of his Saturday Night Live performance, which made mm-hmm. a lot of headlines a few months back. 
and that they just started dating a few weeks ago. And he's quoted as saying it's one of the best relationships he's had yet. He's really happy about it. And it just feels natural. So we'll see where this goes. But um, yeah, like I said, this is very, very early stages to be talking um, so candidly about his new man. So we'll see where it goes from here. I mean, speaking of candid, I remember reading that Variety piece a few days ago. And the thing I love about Lil Nas X is he'll just go there, right? I mean, talking about old boyfriends, this new relationship. Um, it seems like nothing is really off limits. Yeah, it's really sweet. And, you know, he's obviously one for pushing representation. So I think him just talking about his crushes, his boyfriends, his love life is really, really important and needed right now. Oh, I love to hear it. Okay. Well, the next one here, I think, is a little bit more rumor than truth. But Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz have been photographed a bunch. I think they're working together, right, at the moment. So maybe that's what it is. What do we know? Yeah, Zoe Kravitz is making her directorial debut with a movie called Pussy Island. I don't know if I can say that on here, but that's the name <laughs> of the movie. Um, and it stars Channing Tatum, who she seems to be pals with, good friends with. They were rumored to have been seeing each other a few months back, which they both denied because they're both recently split from their partners. Yeah. Um, she was just filed for divorce from Carl Gu a few months ago. And as we all know, Channing Tatum was with Jesse J for a while after his split from Jenna Duan. Um, but yeah, recently the two were actually spotted together riding bikes in New York City, eating ice cream, looking a little more than friends. Um, we didn't see any kissing photos and we so far don't have any reporting on whether their relationship has turned romantic or if they're just getting to know each other. But judging by the photos, they appear pretty, pretty close. Well, and we should say, I mean, there's a long, long history in Hollywood of people sparking romance on the set of a movie. So it certainly wouldn't be the first time. Of course. And I can't think of a more good looking duo. So I do hope <laughs> it's uh, more than just friends. Okay. And then one more. This is also photo based. Jennifer Garner, it looks like, is hanging out with her ex, John Miller. W what do we know about this? And uh, do you hang out with your exes? I mean, nothing could be going on here, right? They could just be hanging out. But what do we know? I mean, yeah, I do. And I'm currently married and, you know, we're all friendly. Um, right. But regarding Jennifer Garner and John Miller, I, I mean, who knows? They were just spotted together with their masks on outside. They were not canoodling. It was nothing romantic. They could just be friendly. And the state of their breakup wasn't even really clear to us. I think it was a year ago. I mean, like we knew that they were seeing each other and that's kind of all we knew based on photographs. Neither of them have ever really commented on the state of their relationship. And we don't even really know if they ever split or if they were ever really that serious to start with. So this could just be exes getting back together for a friendly coffee, or it could be more than that. But so far, we really don't know anything. Unlike her ex, Ben Affleck, um, she really keeps her relationships and her love life um, on the DL. Okay, well, that's that's a celeb love life roundup. Thank you, Nigel, for helping me sort out what's true and what we need to know. Um, before I let you go, though, I did just want to talk through one more segment making the rounds. Leslie Jordan, who everyone remembers from Will and Grace, and more recently from his viral social media videos, was on Shania Twain's podcast talking about his sexuality, about religion. Um, 
let's listen to a little bit about what he had to say about what it was like growing up in a religious family and then how he moved away from the church. When I'm being very dramatic, I say, well, you know, I, I grew up in the church, but I walked away because the whole gay thing came around, you know, and I firmly believe that I was born, God made me this way. I'm not a mistake. You know, this is not my cross to bear. You know, it's part of what I am and I want to celebrate that. But, you know, when you grow up and you're just so scared, but I never walked away from the church, you know, it just quit going. Nigel, listening to that, what was your reaction? For me, I have been so uh, happy to see Leslie find this new fame with his candor. And I think you you hear that candor kind of in, in what he was telling Shania. Yeah, I just think it's really, really moving that he's sharing his story. I mean, we have to compare him. Why don't we compare it to someone that we just talked about earlier, Little Nas X? Little Nas X is a guy who, you know, came out um, recently. And at this generation, he's obviously a lot younger than Leslie Jordan. But Leslie Jordan is in his mid-60s. You know, he's coming from a whole different place. And he's being so open about his journey and his sexuality and especially his um, battle with um, being uh, having grown up in the Baptist religion and how he struggled with that growing up. And I think a lot of people um, can obviously relate to that. And he's been so candid, not just about that, but about his history with substance abuse that he um, had in his 30s. Um, but this is a guy that's, you know, known for putting out funny videos and being hilarious on shows like Will and Grace. But he has this other side to him, which is just really, um, really moving to, to, yeah. to, to see flourish. And I think it's wonderful that he's just speaking out and being proud and uh, representing a different community than um, we're accustomed to to seeing. And on that very joyful note, Nigel, I will let you go. Thank you for joining me this Friday afternoon and enjoy your weekend. Yeah, you as well. Next up, the heartwarming and unexpected home away from home for LGBTQ youth in Salt Lake City. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Leslie Jordan's candor talking about growing up gay and religious is refreshing, and while much has changed in the 50-plus years since he came out at age 12, there is still a tension in many communities when it comes to religion and sexual orientation. It's something we feature in this week's issue of People, taking a look at one LGBTQ community in Utah right in the heart of Mormon country. People's deputy editor, Wendy Noggle, has the story. What first comes to mind when you think of the home you grew up in? For me, it's the sound of the Denver Broncos game on in the living room. My dad jumping up and down when they even got close to the end zone. My mom's cinnamon rolls, a recipe passed down from my grandma. For a lot of us, home is warm, safe. That's the kind of environment Ryan Wassum tried to create for his family. As a family, we have taught our children to be loving and accepting of you know, all people, all, all races, all genders, all sexual orientations. But it was still hard for his son Gavin to come out as gay when he was 13. 
The family lives in Utah, a state where more than 60% of the population identifies as Mormon, a faith that firmly believes that acting on same-sex attraction is a sin. It was really nerve-wracking. Like, I didn't know how they would handle it or anyone in my family would handle it. And the conversation just led to one thing, and I told them, I'm like, I think that I'm gay. His mom, Brandy, says it wasn't a huge surprise. It actually was a huge relief for us, too. I mean, you could feel it was tangibly different the, the moment he said it. And there were lots of tears and hugs and let's go, let's, let's do this. Gavin had the full support of his family. But when it came to the let's do this part, they weren't quite sure what to do. Eventually, they discovered Encircle, which is a growing network of homes for LGBTQ youth and their families in Utah. You walk in and you're just welcomed right away. Encircle is the brainchild of Stephanie Larson. Listen in as she gives me a tour of the Encircle home in Salt Lake City. So the house is meant to feel like home, look like home for kids who maybe don't feel at home anywhere else in the day. It's clear every detail has been thought through. She shows me a wall covered in framed headshots. I spot Elton John and Wanda Sykes. And there's a lot of people I don't recognize. This is our wall of queer heroes. Some of them are local, some of them are national. The idea behind this wall is so many of these youth grow up, you know, not knowing what it means to be queer. They grow up in homes where maybe the goal is to go to BYU, go on a mission, um, get married, have a large family. And then all of a sudden, you know, at age 15, when you realize, well, maybe that's not going to work for me. Then there's this loss of identity and who am I? And, you know, by, by showing all these amazing people who have done great things, we want them to say, you know, you've got a life worth living and something to be proud of. In many ways, Stephanie is an unlikely LGBTQ ally. You know, growing up Mormon, you have this idea that people who are not Mormon are maybe not as good or as nice or like we were chosen people, we thought. After graduating from BYU, Stephanie went to Washington, where she worked for a congressman and a lobbying group that opposed gay marriage. She married her husband, Mitch, and they had the first two of their six kids, and it was when Mitch was putting in long hours during his medical residency that things hit a snag. I was lecturing him. Mormons are supposed to do families, scripture study together, pray together, go to the temple, like all these things. I was like, why aren't we doing all these things? And he says, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe it. That sparked a deep dive into her faith. Ten years of studying, questioning, and she finally decided to leave the church. By this point, the family had moved back to Utah, and she felt like an outsider in her own community. And she recalled how Mitch's uncle, John Williams, had shared his experiences as a gay man. John told me that when he was a teenager, he would have done anything not to be gay, and that he went on a Mormon mission hoping to pray away the gay. And he went to Utah State, where he said he became suicidal because of his self-hate of who he was and the fact that he knew he couldn't change. It took a while for John to come out to his family, but when he did, they reacted with unconditional support. And they're just like, John, we love you, you're awesome, go be you. About this time, Stephanie was also learning more about LGBTQ youth in Utah. Something you should know, the teen suicide rate in Utah is even higher than the national average, there, it's the number one cause of death among teens. I called up John and said, hey, 
will you help me do something in Provo? I think it might be one of the hardest places to grow up LGBTQ. She wanted to create a safe space for queer kids considering suicide. John was game to help. He even offered $100,000 to get things off the ground. And really the first thing I remember John talking about is, you know, this can't be in a strip mall. This has to be in a place that feels like home, looks like home, so that every day people who don't feel at home anywhere else have a place where they can come for maybe a few hours a day and really feel loved and supported and at home. Something that I've struggled with for so long is just figuring out who I was. That's Melissa Harper. I sat down with her and her mom, Carmel, who told me about the day Melissa came out. I actually had to smile because that evening was actually a moment of joy for us when she came out because a year prior, she was in an outpatient recovery center for suicide ideation. And the evening she came out, she had just come back from her therapy appointment and she actually had a really bright, shining light in her face. And she just said, I finally found a way to learn how to love myself. Her dad, Jamie, says in Circle, really helped with that. Really that just the concept of, of no sides, just love. You know, it kind of breaks down all of those barriers into the single common element that I think everyone in the world should be able to get behind and that's love. That no sides, only love, that's in Circle's motto. They accept anyone of any faith or sexual orientation or sexual identity. The idea got its start the day Stephanie found the location for the first in Circle House in Provo. I remember thinking, this is the place. So I get on the phone with John and I, I put on my video camera and I'm like showing him the house and he's ooing and eyeing at the architecture. And then I flip the camera over to across the street is the temple. And John says, no way, absolutely not. He's like, these kids need to be back in a neighborhood. Most of them won't be out yet. They need to be able to come through a back door where no one will know where they're going. And so they can process this on their own privately. And I said, John, we need to love and support the kids, but we have to get their parents to come along or else they will spend years trying to repair those relationships. The way Stephanie saw it was that the home had to be near the temple, not as some political statement or religious statement, but because that's the center of the community. We've got to change the community because if you grow up in a community where you feel outside of that community, you feel judged and misunderstood, you never thrive or you have to leave. And John said, oh, are you sure Provo's ready for this? And I said, absolutely. I had no idea. So she forged ahead. A call for volunteers brought 40 people the first day, 100 the next. The group included teens, parents, even a Mormon bishop. The community was important, especially two months later when John was tragically killed. When he died, I thought, well, I cannot do this without him. And then it was interesting that literally people came to my door who I didn't know and said, we heard about this, we're here, we'll help. The community rallied and helped finish the Provo House. And once the home opened, they began offering music and art classes, a place to cook, service projects, counseling. To date, they've helped 70,000 individuals. Stephanie hopes that one day their services won't be needed. But she also knows that day, it's a long way off. You see a lot of beautiful things, but you also see a lot of pain. I walk in those homes and you'll see 60 kids there at night who are very vulnerable. A lot of them don't have support from their parents. For her part, she's not giving up. You know, as much as it's nerve wracking, you also think, well, where would these kids be if they weren't here? For People Every Day, I'm Wendy Noggle.
And now, something to make you smile. From the doghouse to the fashion house, there's a pooch from Kalamazoo, Michigan, who is setting a new standard, a fashion standard. Hazel Louise is a two-year-old silken wine-bound with an extra-long neck that is perfect for winter's favorite cozy knit, the turtleneck. She's a doggone proud turtleneck model who is no stranger to the camera or to Instagram with more than 37,000 followers. Hey, Hazel, do you have any suggestions for next season's must-have pieces? I'm asking for a friend. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye.